0: Hi, this is Walter Koenig, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Another aspect, and and this goes back to Roddenberry, there are not too many network shows that can work on more than one level, not only on a pure entertainment, escapism level, but also a show that stops and makes you think and has something to say about the human condition, and you know, there have been many books written about the making of the television show, there have been many memoirs written by the actors, so many of the Star Trek uh, film and, and television actors, also a number of books that have, have used Star Trek to discuss fields of study, such as there's the, uh, there's a, there's the physics of Star Trek. There's the literature of Star Trek, mm. and literary references, and um, I would be remiss in saying there's a book called *The Ethics of Star Trek*. Which yeah. Wow, who
1: wrote that? Uh,
0: which a lady named Judy Barrett, and she had help from some guy whose name escapes me right now. But you can, but it's 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 a fun book that looks at the the actions of all the Star Trek captains and how they, and and, and how they, you know, reflect the teachings of everything from Sartre to Aristotle to Kierkegaard and. And Kant and everything in between.
1: Lincoln, uh, (laughs) inspiration for Captain Kirk. Yes. Uh, You also look at, uh, there was a a book written based on uh, Stephen Hawking's visiting the set Mm -hmm. and looking at the warp drive and actually saying, I'm working on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was a whole book based on just the the technology and... uh, yeah, it is it is a phenomenon. I've had many college professors cite something from Star Trek. Uh I was in college the day Gene Roddenberry died and uh my uh my speech one oh four class was pretty much dedicated to what he did and uh with the also just the character design of uh, Kirk Spock and McCoy. Ethos, Lothos and Pathos. Yes. And so you you bring it back and and, and uh you know, you, you, you have really strong core ingredients for a show, and it does explain the longevity.
0: Well, the, the man was on to something that here, here we are, um, you know, 45 years later, and uh, we're not only still talking about the original show, but the various incarnations. But the fact that this is a, you know, this this is it's not just a franchise; it's a phenomenon that still has legs and likely will have legs long, long
1: after you and I leave this veil of tears. Yes, I I would definitely think uh, that that would be true, and uh, I guess it would be uh, important to mention also that uh, the the people at uh, at NASA with our space program were so inspired. Yeah. I mean that we had a space shuttle. I mean now that we're talking about the last flight of the last space shuttle mm-hmm. that happened the first space shuttle was called the Enterprise. Yeah. I mean the I mean aircraft can, carrier There's an aircraft carrier called the Enterprise. Yeah, and uh and that kind of gets woven into the Star Trek lore later on when you see the history of these, you know, of of the of the Starship Enterprise mm-hmm. and and now, you know, it comes full circle. But also uh uh Gene Roddenberry had uh, a distinction and and later on uh, also happened with um, uh, James Dewan mm-hmm. uh, that their ashes were taken up. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, even though they never got to to have those adventures in life, uh, the people who, who do have it uh, paid them, I think, the ultimate trip route that they actually, uh, it was not released when it happened, but yeah. the shuttle went up with Gene Roddenberry's ashes. With uh, Nigel Barrett uh, at Cape C- uh, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And then she was at Edwards Air Force Base when, when, when the shuttle came back and, and the Ashes were returned.
0: I know you're an original series fan. Yeah. Um, of the, uh, w- which is your favorite character on the original series? And do you have a favorite amongst the, um, the New Generation shows?
1: You know, when I was younger, I think I was more fascinated by Spock. Uh, but as I got older, I think I be I have uh, evolved more into a Scotty fan. Just uh, I would think that the person, just uh, having a great deal of respect for the person behind the scenes who has to be the miracle worker. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and and uh, Engineer, I for, and engineering, yeah. yeah, for for uh, that I, I would think with uh, and it's kind of the same, almost the same uh, thing with Next Generation, uh, Data and Jordy. Uh That would be there, but you know, next generation. The field was so much uh, wider too, because well, we had we had evolved. We had evolved. We had evolved. You know, in many ways, we as a society have evolved a little faster than yeah than the the and our technology also faster Mm -hmm. than the original series. But I always thought the the uh, brilliance also was uh, having a character like Worf, the Klingon on the ship, and. What did they do with Worf besides him getting to be the hero many times? They gave him a child somewhere yeah. there, yeah, uh, which I'm sure appeased a lot of parents groups, you know, that would be saying, "Why can't the Ninja Turtles have a wife?" Or you know, what, you know, which I always found a little ridiculous. But they gave Worf a child, mm-hmm. and to see this incredible warrior being frustrated right. because the child isn't obedient, yes, and and having Worf deliver. uh... A, Chief O'Brien's uh, baby, mm-hmm. and having this this great Klingon, you know, this warrior who can handle any challenge, freely, being scared of delivering a baby mm-hmm. because you know the the baby wasn't doing what the simulator taught him to do, and to see that frustration, uh, that goes back also something I think uh, a great tribute to the actors and 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 the creator and the writers. Some of my favorite adventures were of uh, both uh, casts. When they were not at their best, uh... when uh... whether it's uh, well, that's that, that that's that's when the character really shows. That's when the character shows. Really humanizes them. Yeah, bit. you know whether uh, the original cast is in the past trying to get humpback whales. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or um, Spock, it just doesn't work when you swear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a double dumbass on you is is, 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 a, is a great line. And the fact that Kirk thinks that he is good at it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, the yeah. fact that profanity has been pretty well eliminated in the in the twenty third century yes. when you would see them there or uh, same thing with the next generation, when they don't have their technology to fall back on. Yeah. And especially the next generation, the Enterprise is now the flagship. It yeah. is the best ship in the fleet that, you know, nobody else holds a candle to this this ship and this crew and they get put in situations where they don't have uh, their not only their technology to yeah. help them but their legacy and their you know their reputation is, is not there and i think that's when you all yeah when you when you saw those characters yeah and uh, the the nice thing about the later shows is that with the exception of enterprise they had a long enough run that they could explore exactly. all of that stuff you could have an episode centered around one character on shore leave mm mm-hmm. And them having an adventure there, and you get to learn who that character was. And you enjoy it just as, kind of like right after they fight the Borg. Yeah. And the next character is Captain Picard going home and having a fight with his brother. And it was a wonderful episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really brilliant. You got Data to go back and, and, and discover that his creators alive. Again, another wonderful episode that was centered around, you know, Brent Spiner playing three parts. So, And, and you're looking at the talent of the actor, mm-hmm. but also you get to see those layers of that character. Do you have a favorite?
2: Oh, original series. Well, of course, I adore Chekhov because he looked like Davy Jones. That <laughs> girl didn't. But Nichelle Nichols, I mean, as Lieutenant Arua, he was somebody who looked like me yeah. on television. And she was smart. She was in a position of power. And uh, she was not, I mean, she, she was beautiful. And she inspired me. She inspired me in my life. Yeah. And later on, I resisted the new series. I was so in love with the original series. I did did not want to connect to the new series. I watched it, and it was Jean-Luc Picard that really brought me in. He was wise, wise. He was was a great... He reminded me of King Solomon, for God's sake. And that brought me into the series, and I stayed with it. Also, the Doctor... I like the fact of having a working mother in the future. Doctor Crusher. Doctor Crusher yeah. I thought she was wonderful.
1: Well, I look. You know, Captain Picard's Kryptonite was children originally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He he he, w- he could not deal with children, and, and he had a, a Wesley basically at his at his side for the first few years. Yeah, yeah.
2: And in one episode, he became a child.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, 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 again, that's a very clever
0: way of 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 moving the show forward by not. Because it, it would it would be very easy to to make you know Picard like Kirk, because but then you're gonna but then you're gonna be comparing it to the to the original, especially with the movie still going on at the time. So to have that contrast, it, it, it enabled the show to establish its own identity. Although it took a while for it mm-hmm. to find its footing. Um, uh, I like Picard. Um, I've always preferred Kirk because I just I just like because of the fact that Kirk. Punches first oh, and asks James, James Bond in, yeah. in outer space,
1: or as the Klingon said, you know, this tin-plated dictator with delusions of godliness. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and we love that. Yes,
0: absolutely. But at the same time, of of the new captains, I'm probably more partial to uh, Cisco on Deep Space Nine. Hmm. Um, uh, a single dad, a single dad, um, a, a, a guy who. Um, you know uh would 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 occasionally grapple with uh you know the ethics of a situation not always know whether it's the right thing to do um and plus from a performance point of view i mean i always i i loved avery brooks cuz he was hawk and it was just fascinating to watch him just 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 to enjoy him as an actor immerse himself in a completely different character he was as unhawk-like as you could possibly be but still very effective
1: and unlike the other Captains, and I would include Janeway, and uh, maybe not so much Archer, but we 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 are introduced to this character from an episode of Star Trek. You know, basically we saw another perspective mm-hmm. on what happened with the Borg, right? And 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 John Luke Picard as Locutus, mm-hmm. and and here you have a character who loses his wife, and and that is something that stays with him. You didn't have that, especially with Captain Kirk, right? You know, I don't think uh, Captain Kirk could remember the names of his two boys, <laughs> right? And here you have, and, and, and the idea of Captain Picard settling down and marrying also was yeah. just unheard of. He was not the type to do that. And here you have someone who, I mean, uh, we, we talked to Lee Goldberg uh, several weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he brought up the importance of, you know, Monk's loss of, of, of his wife mm-hmm. that is, is very important for the development of and this is something you never forgot about this character—that he lost his wife, his son ha- is without a mother, and and he has you know this position you know, in charge of this former, um, Kardashian. Did I say Kardashian. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, why am I thinking of that? Uh, that, yeah.
0: that talk about an alien life form. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the makeup artist having fun with that. You um, <laughs> yes. uh, but uh, you 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 have. I saw the tip of my tongue but I can't Yeah, yeah. I, why is it that that word comes out it's not yeah. with a k. Uh but but you have I'm in charge of that outpost yeah. and and so you have a very different look and you're still in that franchise and then as the show developed you had an ongoing storyline which you didn't, you know, most of the uh the other shows they had uh you know, basically they were very much standalone stories, and mm-hmm. then you went to your next adventure. Here, you had one where you had two seasons that had a storyline about them going to war. Yeah, the Dominion War, and and there were discussions of uh, because you were in a stationary place. Uh, the Bajorans had their religious icons, which were mocked at, but uh, you know, to the Bajorans, mm-hmm. uh, when you had the. Uh, other aliens that uh, were assisting the shapeshifters, mm-hmm. they saw the shapeshifters as gods too and mocked the Bajorans mm-hmm. because they thought the aliens that lived in the wormhole were gods. Uh, you, you you brought in all of this and, and it was really well done that you saw this war with a beginning, middle, and an end and you saw the, these characters' ethics being questioned when it came to what's the right thing to do or what do we need to do to mm-hmm. win. Which I don't think you ever saw the the others having to deal with it. You no. knew that they were at war with the Klingons, but that didn't affect. No, it was yeah. 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 And, but in,
0: in in the context of those worlds, it just it, it wasn't. Yeah. But in Deep Space Nine, because it was a, it was very existential in 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 nature, and so and that there way, was
1: a, a beautifully done episode where Cisco is is you know dictating to his log, and it's like a, a dramatic monologue mm-hmm. that he had to in order to get the uh, Romulans into the war. He had to uh, basically do a few unethical things right. and uh, a little uh, deception uh, to, to, to bring them in. And you can't
0: – if Kirk, if Kirk did it, Kirk wouldn't think twice about it. But it's like, you know, but it's yeah. Cisco, not, Cisco wasn't Kirk. Cisco was a man who thought about his actions.
1: And uh, and it was, I think, also when you're watching when, – when they were at war with this alien life form that was created in the next generation, yeah. and it was the whole galaxy at stake – I think you and the viewer, you as the viewer, were invested in the storyline, mm-hmm. and I think it was you know the first time that Star Trek really showed some of the nuances of war and the yeah. compromises that you make. And uh, one of my favorite moments is when you have—I and I keep calling them the Kardashians now. Uh, <laughs> um, when you, when you, when
2: Actually, you, wasn't it the Kardashians? I—I
1: I, I, I think they're a slightly <laughs> slightly different accent on a different syllable, but uh-huh. but. You you have all the enemy ships lined up, and you have all the Federation ships lined up, and the Federation is obviously outnumbered, and then the little gaps between the ships, the Romulans show up and they uncloak, and the numbers double, yeah. and it's just the look of uh, Captain Sisko going, Oh, yeah, that come on the screen. Yeah, we were, you know, the Ramians say, said, yeah, we're here, uh, we thought you could use some assistance. And Captain Sisko just looks around and goes, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> all the old enemies are putting differences yeah. aside because we have something bigger. So when you had basically every enemy of the original series all saying, yeah. we're on your side, and we're, and we're going to be facing that. It's like, I think people who have been part of the whole franchise mm. were invested, yeah. and they felt the pain of the characters and they, it was a wonderful opportunity to question the morality of war and the necessity of war. And same things that we're, we're discussing today. Absolutely.
2: Sometimes a TV show is more than just a TV show.
0: And that was, by, that was by design. Exactly. 45 years of the Rockford Files. Revised, third edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files on television. Now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files is available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at net. talk at Confidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash